Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs, to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 18. Our party of four second-level characters have reunited in Merchant Harbor, Bunny, Clubhead, and Wendell coming from the Moist Lands, and Silbeth coming from a solo adventure doing some things for the Oak Crests. The party spoke with the sheriff a bit. They learned that he's not a fan of Trickles, nor is Rotgrub Farm. They asked about the homicide the sheriff was investigating, and he said it was gruesome. Silbeth asked if they should be concerned. Is there a killer on the loose? The sheriff said maybe. It's after dark, so they're going to have to wait till tomorrow to take those bottles to Skull, the beer brew and barbarian. Silbeth is in rough shape. Her side quest for clams and honey beat her up pretty bad, almost killed her. And thanks to Moss Ass's dubious potions, Clubhead is still constantly lying and Wendell can't read, at least until the potions wear off. Looking forward to a great night's sleep, the party walks into Rokan's respite to find a packed house and a handsome bard by the name of Argus Hawksong taking the stage. Slow down and go down with you Just like you pay me to As Argus Hawksong hits the last few notes of his song called Slow Down, a song that really like indicates that Argus Hawksong is a gigolo, The crowd lets out a mix of body cheers and giggling squeals. Someone close to the stage hands Argus a mug and he raises it in thanks and slugs it on down. Uh, You guys are now in this really pretty small tavern, Rokan's Rest, but it's packed in there. And even with the windows open, it's hot. And the aroma of spilled drinks and stale sweat is kind of gross, except for like Clubhead, who lived in a sewer and... (laughs) And Bunny, who, you know, you've been surrounded by sweaty, sweaty wrestlers for most of your life. And I can't speak for Wendell, uh, but he plays with poop. So maybe just to Silbeth, it's gross. I don't know. Wendell has not been surrounded by sweaty wrestlers most of his life. I can confirm that. Yeah. Well, Rokan sees you guys enter the bar and he waves. He also is slick with sweat. The strands of long white hair that encircle his... His elven head are like wet strings that stick to his face and his arms as he hustles around to service customers. He waves at you. Hi, friends. But uh, you guys can't really even get up to the bar. There's not a lot of room in here in the tavern. But, uh, you know, you do have your room keys already. What do you want to do? Uh, well, Clubhead will uh, go to, over to the rest of the group and say, I am fully charged <laughs> and ready to go at an adventure. You bring him, <laughs> you bring him a great point, buddy. You guys want to head to the rooms and we'll start fresh in the morning? Yes, that sounds great. I'm exhausted. Yeah. That's fine by me. I don't understand why everyone liked that singing. I thought it was rather pedestrian. Uh, I, listen, he's a great performer. A little hornier than the average performer, but the man can hum a ditty, I'll tell you that. I suppose. That's what people like, Silbert. They like a body tune when they're hanging out and drinking and getting rowdy. Uh, I just thought it was kind of disgusting, actually. Are you highly offended, Silbert? Uh, I just don't understand why everyone got so out of control. I, I am, yeah, it's making me pretty uncomfortable, actually, yes. I, I don't know that it would warrant uh, an elevation of your emotional status, but... Uh, it's not quite It's not quite bad. I just don't get it. Yeah, you, you uh, haven't turned into a Karen, so okay, good. <laughs> what if I pinched Silbert? Would that, would that do Ooh. it? 
If we added fog into that room, oh boy. Give it a try. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. I won't. Not right now. I'll wait until there's a. <laughs> it likely would. Yes. I'll wait. I'll wait for a better moment. <laughs> I have this horrible vision of Wendell uh, harming Silbeth to use her as a cannon. Like, it's gonna yeah, it's... happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. At some point, we're gonna so... be in danger, and I'm just gonna pinch Silbeth and you know set off the nuke. Surprise! Surprise is definitely something that can set her off. Yeah, honestly, I wanna I wanna have some like horrible secret that I can reveal to her at some point. You know, be like, yeah, 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 Silbeth. I am your father, and then just the whole room explodes. <laughs> I love it. Like, I, I don't know if I've heard of an adventuring party who uses the wild magic sorcerer to their advantage like that before. Uh, you guys head up to your rooms. You guys have this wagon. How many bottles do you have in the wagon? Wasn't it 142? 143. I actually, Dion. Oh, hey, 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 you know what? I'm sloppy. It's early in the morning. I'll get it together. How dare I? Hey, do I, do I hear 144? Do I hear 144? <laughs> so you got this wagon with 143 uh, dirty glass bottles that you've retrieved from the swamp. You're going to deliver them to Skull, but for now, you've parked this wagon in uh, sort of an alleyway between the stables and Rokan's respite. There's a, like an oak tree kind of over, overhead, but like nothing around it. And you could see that wagon from the windows of your rooms. Now, who is, who's bunking with who? Because these rooms have two beds in each room, and there's four of you. Okay, well, Clubhead doesn't actually have to sleep, so he is just going to be staying up all night. Uh, so, you know... If you guys want, he can just be like staring out the window at the wagon. Good idea. So to make sure that nobody steals anything from you, it. You might want to give me the room by myself in case I have a nightmare and fireball you all. I like the way you think so, Beth. I like not being on fire as much as possible. Wendell, you want to crash with me? Yes, please. I'll, I'll crash with my wrestler. So so are all the boys going to be in one room and then uh, Silbeth will be on her own? I, I guess so. I don't, I don't know if Clubhead had a gender, but heck yeah. I mean, not really, but uh, identifies <laughs> as male, I guess. Yes. This actually works out really well because Silbeth, as it happens, you don't have a nightmare. You're, you're fine. You sleep so well, better than you've slept maybe even before you left the mainland. As the sun comes up over the mountains on the eastern horizon, you all awaken well-rested. Clubhead, you know, you, even you are well-rested having just stood there all night. Yeah. You go down and you see Rokan there. He looks like he hasn't slept in years, which, you know, tracks because he's an elf. He's got breakfast already out. Wow. This bucket full of hard-cooked eggs. And there are freshly printed copies of the Merchant Harbor Gazette delivered there on the bar. No wonder. Okay, because I, you know, I can never make myself a nice big old breakfast every day, but he's an elf. He only needs four hours of sleep. <laughs> I, I would make breakfast every day if I only need four hours of sleep. Yeah. I don't know. I think you'd get used to it. You'd get used to, you know, and you'd want that extra time, and then you'd still not make breakfast. <laughs> no, you're probably right. <laughs> He's like, if only I had to sleep two hours, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, how are you guys feeling on improvising some uh, headlines for the Merchant Harbor Gazette? Let's get busy. Well, unfortunately, I can't read, so... No. <laughs> Wendell. No! Or, you know, Wendell could uh, just look at the paper and just make up some headlines. Here's the good news for Wendell. You have read the Merchant Harbor Gazette before, and there's usually always an artist's rendering of the people that are on the front page, and you recognize there is a wizard. The Wizard Weary has been in the Merchant Harbor Gazette that you've seen before, and you see a picture of the Wizard Weary on the front page, even though you can't read it, uh, what is the picture of the Wizard Weary doing? Oh, look, it's the Wizard Weary, and he's riding a horse. <laughs> he's galloping so quickly. Oh, I wonder if he uh, races horses. Super Justin 64 has grown the city's largest cabbage in history, <laughs> and it's sentient? Is that even... <laughs> Wendell, like, you're kind of our mage. How do you make a cabbage sentient? This is impressive. Uh, that would take a great deal of magic, but I, I believe it is possible. I almost want to eat it just because it's alive, but that might be morally wrong. Just got to kill it first. Well, we eat animals, so <sighs> it's, you know, basically the same thing. Sentient cabbages are basically just an animal. Fair enough. <laughs> If you think about it. <laughs> I say we track down these sentient cabbages. They probably taste divine. It's got to. <laughs> oh, th look at this headline. It, it says Spidey Mouse arrested for indecent exposure at the local temple. <laughs> I wonder I wonder why he was doing that at the temple. Maybe he was just public ur urinating. Maybe he had to pee really bad. Yeah, that seems like you should be able to do that where you need to. Or perhaps he forgot his trousers. Uh. It happens. I forget my trousers daily, but I don't get in trouble for it because <laughs> I have such nice buns. <laughs> what are the pool rules? Oh, and look at this. It says Sean Duncan has died oh. and leaves behind find a sizable estate to his 12 grandchildren wow. and they're all dwarves <laughs> that's cute wait so the headline actually says Sean Duncan is alive and didn't leave anyone anything to anyone he has no grandkids why is that a headline hey no news is bad news they say i understand <laughs> yeah oh hey i <laughs> I've just figured out something else about that picture of the, the wizard weary on that horse. If you look closely, the horseshoes on that horse have been magicked. Ooh. I believe he's creating magical horseshoes to make horses super fast. I wonder if that's illegal. Probably. That would be cheating if it was a regular horse race. I want to bet on his horse is what I want <laughs> to do for real. Let's get some cash, guys. Agreed. All right, everybody give me a nature check. 15. 16. 6. Dion got a 17. Oh. Emery, you were supposed to roll an 18. God damn it. Huh. Yeah, you broke the uh. you broke the cycle. <laughs> Here's what Clubhead feels. Yes. Uh, as you all are sitting at the bar reading the newspaper, you feel something that kind of makes you flash back to that moment that you're in the sewer and the walls start shaking and rumbling and there's this low rumble. And all of a sudden you are kind of in that same headspace where your home is being destroyed. <laughs> Everybody else, you realize that there is a tremor happening. This is an earthquake. Whoa. Oh boy. That is not normal here, I'm gonna take it. Can we feel like, are we at like the center of it? Or are we just feeling like kind of the edges of the tremor? You're experiencing a, a fairly mild earthquake. Oh damn, okay. Rokan, Woo. what's happening? Rokan puts a hand on the wall to steady himself. Uh, there's monsters in the mines it is. Yeah, that's, that's what that is. That's a, it's a little quake. Oh, monsters in the mines. Like ticks on the back of a hound. Crow Island's got to shake them off, you see. 
We had a little tremor four days past. This one's a notch bigger, though. The island's getting angry. What are the monsters? Oh, you know, various monsters come and go. It just happens. They come up out of the mine. They take it. They go down into the mine. Not really sure myself. But as soon as the monsters are killed, things will be back to normal. I personally love mines. My home wasn't destroyed by miners. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, Clubhead. I want to go to that mine and wish everyone inside a long and healthy life. <laughs> you can't get down in that mine, not the way you all are. You'd get destroyed down there. That's a job for the professionals. Rokan, your words cut deep, but thank you for your wisdom. I think we are the professionals. We're just the, the crew to go down there. I say we go down forthwith. Who's with me? Well, I guess it would depend on the monsters, but sure. Rokan, can you tell us about the last party that dealt with these monsters? Are they alive? Oh, I think it was a Cyclops uh, about uh, two weeks ago. You know, adventurers come here and they do things and then they leave or they stay. I don't much pay attention to it as long as I've got a roof over me head. Well, guys, aren't we supposed to bring a bunch of tin cans to a beer barian? Clubhead, why don't you want us to bring the bottles to where we're supposed to? I didn't say tin cans, you smart person. <laughs> oh, you said tin cans. Oh, it's all very confusing. I can't read, so I can't think either. It's tough. Think of how hard it is for me to do this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to be confused when you stop telling lies. I now. know. You know what just occurred to me? You guys put a bottle full of wagons out in the courtyard <laughs> under a tree, and there was an earthquake. So, you know, there's bound to be oh. some breakage in those bottles. J Jason, you said a bottle full of wagons. <laughs> yeah, you guys put a bottle full of wagons out there. They're tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny wagons. The wagons will be broken. I drank a moss-ass potion. Now you're lying, too. It's all, we're all it's so confusing. Okay, so uh, who wants to roll a D100? 48. Well, the good news is uh, all of the bottles are intact, uh, so you don't have to worry too much about that. Oh. I was like, we're going to lose 48 bottles, and then we'll have to go back and take more potions. You guys pulled them out of a swamp on a really rickety road with a bad wagon, so you, know, you might have broken a couple, but you still have plenty. What are you going to do now? We better get those bottles over to where they're supposed to be before another quake strikes. That is a good point. Heck yeah. To scowl the beer barian, I believe his name is. So you leave Rokan's respite and you pull the wagon north. You know that the beer barian has his brewery to the north of town, up by the sand dunes. And as you're rolling through town with the wagon, you see, some of you see a familiar face. Uh, some of you have never met this gnome before. He's a gnome with a tall red hat, and he's wearing a blue coat. He's He looks like a yard gnome, you know. In oh, a, like one of those gardening gnomes? Yes, <laughs> yes. A lot gnome. Yeah. I have never seen that gnome before. He sees Bunny, and he goes, Hello, friends, friends, friends. Come, come, come talk to Alcan the Impossibleist. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hey, Clubhead, remember that guy who was really bad at riddles? That's him! Oh, no! I don't! <laughs> A lone tear rolls down his cheek into his white beard. Oh, the lies. All right. you, you, two, you two have met this person? Oh, uh, yeah. Before the whole bottle thing started, as we were going, he he was like, for a riddle, I'll either give you a prize, so we have to like give him some money. Uh, the good news is he was horrible at riddles, so we got a diamond out of it. Oh. 
Okay. I hope we said that literally right in front of his face. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just right in front of him. Yeah, this guy, point to him. The one who's like real shit at riddles. This one right here, little dude. <laughs> yep, that, that's, that's exactly what happened. That's me in a nutshell. Uh, but I've I've listened to what you've had to say to me about uh, coming up with a new tactic, and I think I've got it all figured out now. He's standing behind this table. Uh, he has a little table that's essentially made out of twigs and sticks, and on top of it is a beautiful, luxurious black velvet tablecloth that has gold-embroidered stars and a crescent moon stitched into it. Uh, along with his name, there's a little sign stitched into it that reads, Alcan the Impossibleist. He says, okay, here's my new thing. Uh, you tell me a riddle, and if I get it right, you give me... Uh, 20 gold. Oh. What do we get this time if we can stump you? Won't happen. <laughs> uh, Wendell, you're, you're smart when you can read. Do you know any riddles? I've got one. Are you ready, Alcan? Yes, uh, lay it on me. Okay, here we go. This is a tough one, but I think you can handle it. The more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? A shadow! Uh, no, I'm afraid not. We'll give you two more guesses. The more you take, the more you leave behind. A dove, a blue, a, a blue-winged dove. <laughs> no, that makes no sense. One more try. The more you take, the more you leave behind. The more you take, uh, your time. Time. I mean, honestly, the answer is footsteps, but I would almost be willing to accept time. Yeah, I've ruined myself again. No. He throws himself prostrate on the ground in front of you and clutching at the edge of his tablecloth. He rips it off of the uh, sticks that make up his table and he, he cries out, Ah, oh, the gods have forsaken Alcan the Impossibleist. He flings the <laughs> tablecloth and it lands on Wendell, sort of, uh, you know, like a cape would. <laughs> Go ahead, take everything I have. I am not destined long for this world. The gods are angry. The earthquakes. I shall be doomed. You, you need to calm down and stop being such a baby. <laughs> How can this this tablecloth is magnificent? I was about to remark on it before you even threw it at me. I guess. Uh, if you don't mind, I will keep it, and uh, I look good in this. What do you think, everyone? You've never looked better. Real top-tier magician energy. Man, I just feel bad, because first off, we took your diamond. Now we've taken your cloth. And once again, I'm just going to take a knee by him, give him a gold, and say, Get your crap together, dog. You're floundering out here. I shall pay rent for my room with this gold, and... and uh, and then I shall decide my own fate. That's right. Take life by the horns, man. If you want to know how to become a wrestler, I can send you to a great school. You know, there's room for tiny guys as well, but just believe in yourself. Uh, okay. I shall believe. Uh. <laughs> oh. Well, um, I, I, I hate to um, contradict your advice, but I think um, he did believe in himself quite a bit with this whole riddle thing and that didn't go too well so yeah. uh, maybe you should stop believing in yourself and just uh, you know get in a nice simple job you know waiting tables somewhere or something. There's a card pusher gig wide open because we just had to push our own so. <laughs> He slinks away <laughs> Man guys I, I had a perfect riddle for him but I couldn't figure out how to say it as also a lie <laughs> Yeah, how would you have, like, done that? Damn. Literally, I haven't said a word this whole time. I've been trying to think of it, and I couldn't. But it would have been perfect, because the riddle is, I have a tail and a head, but no legs. 
I am probably with you now. And the answer is a coin, which would have been hilarious because he's destitute and poor and has no money. <laughs> well, he wanders off again uh, with a gold coin thanks to Bunny. So all hope, I guess, is probably not lost for him. Yeah, you know, you just got to find his lane. He's just not a riddle guy. I wasn't a riddle guy, but... Yeah, he'll be back. Oh, yeah, I, I need to know how his life uh, turns out. Personally, at this point, <laughs> I'm invested. Was that person a gnome? Yes. I, I've never met one of those before. <laughs> Are they all like that? I hope not. Otherwise, I don't know how they procreate. I'll be honest with you. You've you've wrestled against gnomes, and they weren't like that. Remember Dr. Dr. Chains, man. Dr. Chains. <laughs> how can I forget Dr. Chains? It's because he kind of gave me a mild concussion. I'm fine now, but I was woozy. I was woozy. <laughs> Did he also have a magnificent tablecloth? No, actually, he had just the finest hat you've ever seen in your life. It was like a top hat, but then it had a little hole where like a wooden bird would come out of. Oh. And a lot of chains. So many chains. Just an exorbitant amount. So he's nothing like the rest of gnomehood. <laughs> Gnomes are quite well known for their stupidity and inability to innovate. He's the dumbest gnome in all the land. We're gonna have to help him out at some point, but we should probably deliver these bottles first. And then we'll come back for Alcan. Yes, before the next tremor. As you trek out of the north edge of town, the landscape opens up on one side, some small farms and farm fields. Just before you get to the dunes, you see a very large hill. And on that hill stands a stout wooden post amidst a patch of fragrant wildflowers overlooking the harbor. Rough iron spikes have been driven into and up the length of the post, upon which pairs of shoes and boots have been fastened. As you approach, uh, you can see that some of the shoes and boots lower on the post are, are falling apart, and you see birds flittering about as if they've made their nests in some of these boots and shoes. You could approach and take a closer look, or you could continue on. Do you think that's a sign, guys? Yes. Yeah, I think there are many signs. You just have to look. I, I think we should check it out. All right, right on. Let's inspect these boots. As you leave the wagon and walk up this hill, you notice that the footwear there represents a wide range of footwear options. You've got uh, elegant slippers, stout riding boots, uh, dirty old mucky boots. You've got really old looking shoes that are really just a, a pile of crumbled debris at the base of the, the this uh, tall post. All of these shoes near the top look like they're recently added. The ones lower on the pole uh, seem to be the oldest. Strange. I wonder if they worship some sort of god of footwear. Like uh, Saint Nike or something. <laughs> hmm. What else is nearby? Anything? Well, in your immediate vicinity, you've got this wooden post with the metal pegs and the shoes hanging off of it. And as you look around for a sign, you don't see any. There's no signage to tell you what the post is or the significance of the shoes or any of it. Are any of the shoes on the uh, post roughly the correct size for Clubhead's feet? I mean, aside from Bunny, I think everybody could probably find shoes on that post that would fit them. That's true. <laughs> Clubhead's going to try to grab one of those pairs of shoes before we head down the hill. Okay, uh, you find a pair of leather hiking boots that do fit your feet. Oh, well, uh, no thanks. The hill that you're standing on is covered in beautiful wildflowers as pollinators buzz around taking care of their business. You look to the south, there's Merchant Harbor you just left there. Off to the west, about a mile in the distance, there's the shoreline and the sea that you crossed to get here. 
In between here and there, the sand dunes. And nestled in the sand dunes is a building. That's Skull's Brewery. And right near the brewery, between you and the brewery, is the sand dunes, and then you see Skull. Skull is a tortle, a tortoise person. You see his enormous humped shell as he's walking around in the dunes. He looks like he's got a shovel, or maybe an ax, and he's digging or whacking at the sand. And <laughs> you can tell he's talking. Like you can hear the sound of a voice, but you can't tell what he's saying. You're gonna have to get closer. Hey, tortle! What are you saying? He turns and looks up the hill, and he screams something, but you can't understand it. He's just too far away. If we're gonna find out, he's the only option we have. You guys wanna talk to a turtle? Definitely. Let's grab the wagon and head over there since it's right on the way. I mean, he's basically my cousin, so (laughs) sure. Hey, family reunion! As you head down the, the road that leads into the dunes and to the brewery, you get close enough that you can finally hear this uh, turtle. Yeah, where did I put her? No! Oh, I, I need to find it! The turtle sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I hope that's how all turtles sound. <laughs> they do now. <laughs> As you approach Skull the Beerbarian, you get a better look at him. His enormous shell is covered with dozens of nicks and cuts and grooves and chips. This guy has seen some combat in his day. He's got dozens of small packs and satchels that are strapped across his shell. Maybe those straps are holding his shell together. Kind of looks that way. He's wearing an enormous floppy straw hat, too, which keeps the sun out of his eyes, but does nothing to keep the sand out of his face. He's been shoveling so aggressively, his face is just caked with it. His shovel, by the way, looks like an old great axe that has been pounded into a slight curve. And as he turns to face you, he wipes sand out of his eyes, he squints, and he says, Barnaby, is that you, Barnaby? (laughs) (laughs) No, my name is Silbeth. You can't see me? Barnaby, you have to help me. This this guy's crazy, everybody. Uh, What do you need help with? I have to find my recipe. There's a recipe in the sand? Barnaby, I put it in a chest just like you taught me, and I buried it, but now I can't find it anywhere. Okay, well, let's... Why don't you trace back your steps? Uh, like uh, He looks around in the sand, and it's all, nothing but turtle footprints all around him. <laughs> uh, 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 why, why are you doing this to me, Barnaby? I was trying to help, If but... only I could get some help digging with a shovel or something. I don't know. I can't help you, friend. Do, do you mind if I grab your hand? Yeah, Barnaby, come here, help me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll walk up to him and grab his shoulder, not his hand, and cast guidance on him, Ooh. hoping that I can that maybe he can remember better where he buried the thing. He he seems to calm down a touch. Uh, thank you, thank you, Barnaby. Ah, uh, that's right. I I didn't bury it at all. <laughs> I, I put it underneath the foundation of the brewery. That's a much better place to bury it. Yeah, come with me. Uh, we'll have a drink. Uh, yeah, it's been so long. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I, Barnaby. I'll totally come with you and uh, have a drink. He looks at Bunny. Barnaby, it's so good to see you. Come on. Wait, wait, I thought I was Barnaby. I'm Barnaby. Well, I'm Barnaby. Head to the brewery. We're all Barnaby today, boys. All right. Hey, look, it's a little hairy Barnaby. (laughs) 
Yes, I'm also Barnaby. Okay. <laughs> Barnabies, let's go. What's your name, uh, friend? I am Skull. The beer brewing barbarian. Of course we knew that because we're Barnaby, but good to know officially. <laughs> he walks you down to the brewery. Uh, do you bring the wagon with the bottles? Yeah. Heck yeah, we do. You arrive in front of the, the brewery and he walks over to a corner of the building and there's some freshly disturbed dirt there. And he digs in there with his hands and he pulls out a small chest. He opens it up. What a relief. You're such a lifesaver, Barnaby. I found it. It's right here. Very good. And he closes the chest and he puts it in his pack. Oh, what did you bring in the wagon? 143 bottles. Ah, I need bottles for my beer. Yes. How did you know? We're Barnaby, baby. <laughs> we got your bag. Hey, uh, weren't we sent by someone to do this? <laughs> it was a land called Tan. Ah. A land called Tan has sent us here to get beer for his reserves as well, Skull. That guy, I don't like him, but... Uh, he's the only game in town to get my beer sent over to the mainland. Yeah, he's a whole jerk. Well, I'd better get to cleaning these bottles. They look like they've been drowned in the swamp. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, um, Skull, you look quite young. How old are you? I don't know. I'm very old. I've been around a very long time. I'm tired. Sounds like you should hire some help. Nobody can do it like I can. All right. Well, you guys, is he paying us for the bottles or is Land Keltan paying us? Because I, I don't, I never met this Land Keltan. We're paying off the debt of Clubhead, the hundred gold he owes for being a stowaway. The, but the other 43 bottles were not a part of the deal. So, hey, let's try to make some cash. I assume that uh, the, the turtle will pay us. He pours you each a, a big, tall, uh, frosty mug of, you know, room temperature beer. I have to get started making my recipe for my Weizen's Aloft. Uh, I'll be right back. The turtle has his enormous back to you as he's mashing something in a mortar and pestle, and then he pours some liquid in and measures some things out. A little dash of this and then a dash of that and uh, mix it up really good. He shakes a jar that's full of this liquid and other ingredients, and then he takes a big swig. <sighs> That's better. I feel much more like myself now. <laughs> he turns around. Who are you guys? I'm uh, Barnaby. Barnaby? I I'm also Barnaby. He clutches the handle of his axe shovel, and he says, if you're here playing games with me, you're going to find yourself buried in the dunes. Who are you? I am... Ice cold to slap monsoon, and these are my pals. Um, we're the ones who helped you get that, you know, that thing you pulled out from the chest to that now you know who people are. We're the reason for that, so you don't have to use the axe. Relax. But we do need you to help us with these bottles, buddy. I'm terribly sorry that I got so, so out of sorts there. It's something that happens to me from time to time. But uh, I drink my special potion, and then the, the feelings, they all kind of go away. And it's okay now. I'm fine now. <laughs> I'm sorry about all that. Yeah, no offense. We were just going along with what you said before. So my actual name is Silbeth. Nice to meet you. You as well. And I'm Barnaby. <laughs> hey, what's the deal with that hole full of shoes? Uh, the shoe post. Well, here on Crow Island, uh, if somebody dies, then their, their shoes go on the post is a way to remember the steps they trod in life. It's a memoriam. It's very sacred. 
Uh, he looks down at Clubhead's feet. <laughs> Did you take those off the shoe post? No. <laughs> we have 43 extra bottles. Would you maybe want to buy them off of us since you're so low? I will give you three gold pieces. It means a lot to me that you helped me, even though maybe uh, it was confusing. Uh, no, don't worry about it. It wasn't confusing at all. <laughs> Thank you for saying so. I really like this thing. What is... <laughs> you're, you're one of those Thule uh, automatons? I most certainly am not. Oh, weird, because you kind of look like one, but then there's mushrooms. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'll give you, tell you what, I'll give you each one gold. He gives you each a, sh- a shiny gold coin. Today's been a good day. Not only do I have a cape, I also have one gold. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell Alain Coltan I got extra bottles. Oh, shh, that's between me and you, pal, and the rest of us. Our lips are sealed. Did anyone drink his beer? Did we did we try it? Is it any good? Yeah, I, I've been drinking mine. I thought it was pretty good. Well, let's find out. Everybody give me a constitution saving throw. 17. 16. 10. Wendell, you feel a very slight beer buzz come on a few moments after you drink this ale. Silbeth, you're fine. Bunny, you're fine. It's a tasty brew. Clubhead kind of looks into the beer and... Uh, there, there's like yeast in it, right? There's like you can detect yeast is is in there, yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna drink it. Okay. Oh, Clubhead, you're not drinking yours? Yes. Oh, good. I'll have yours then. I drink it all down. All right. Wendell slugs it down. Another Constitution save, Wendell. Five. Oh. <laughs> there we go. I feel a little nauseous. As you take a step or two forward, you begin to vomit. <gasps> oh. How much do you weigh? Oh, my God. Skull laughs. laughs. You're just a little guy. You cannot drink that much that fast. You're going to throw up everywhere. Uh, I'm going to pick up Wendell and carry him outside while he pukes. Stop shaking me. Oh, um, um, uh, yeah. um, uh. yeah. It's all good, little buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. It's going to be all right, man. The second beer gets me, too. Do you throw him over your shoulder and start patting him on the back like a burping baby? Oh, things were going so well today. But after a few moments after doing that, you, you feel pretty good. Uh, you just gotta, gotta watch the, the speed at which you drink alcohol, apparently. You, you know what? You, you just ride in the back while we head into town. Get some fresh air. So you uh, load up everybody into the wagon. Who's pulling? Is it Bunny that's pulling the wagon? Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm just gonna be pulling until further notice, I guess. This is a workout for you. This is how you develop your ability. I don't have any weight rooms anymore, so this is pretty much it. Just carrying the buddies around. Yeah, Wendell reads a spell book when he can read, and <laughs> you pull wagons. Yeah. So you're walking down this trail, you leave the dunes, you pass by the shoe post. Do you do anything there? Hey, uh, Clubhead, do you like those shoes, or do you want to put them back before Scow notices? I don't like them, and I do want to put them back. Yeah, fair enough, we'll get past that bridge when it comes to it, then. Let's keep going. <laughs> hold, hold on a second. When we pass by uh, the shoe post, I'm going to take off my shoes and put them on the post. Oh, snap. But you're not dead. Why are you putting your shoes on there? This is in memory of my true love. Oh, that's beautiful. Shouldn't you put Turley's shoes up on there? I'm afraid Turley's shoes were burned up. Yeah. Oh, no. Did you two have the same shoe size? Because maybe you just, like, shared shoes. Those were her shoes, now that I think about it, because... (laughs) Uh, I, I actually had Turley's shoes. Ophidians don't really need shoes because we, we have pretty thick skin. And over the next 20 minutes, Silbeth explains the <laughs> reason why. <laughs> I'm kidding, Brad. They were made from a cobble maker in our old town. And, <laughs> and anyway, that's why I wore her shoes. 
Does that all make sense to everyone? <laughs> that is a beautiful story. Uh -huh, wow, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. Silbeth gets inspiration. Hell yes. <laughs> you enter town on the North End, and as you approach, you hear a marching band playing a lively tune. Oh, ah, oh my head hurts. Oh, please make it stop. <laughs> you notice that there is some fanfare over at the uh, park, that big green space underneath the gazebo. Oh, okay. So wh what do you want to do? Do you want to go back to Rokan's respite? Do you want to stop off in the town square and see what all this hubbub's about? Do you, do you want to go talk to Scout Schellenberg? Or do you want to go talk to Lan Kaltan and make sure that's all good? Clubhead's just going to assume that his debt is paid off. He actually would prefer never to talk to that guy again, <laughs> if he could help it. Next time they meet, might he might come to blows. All I know is I hope these shoes didn't belong to a land called Tan's father. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of us, we got a party. Should we go over there? We should check out what's going on right now because it might not continue to go on. Yeah. As you approach the town square, a small group of bards plays a mix of instruments, stringed and drums and a brass horn of some kind, and they're playing a lively marching tune. You also see three very impressive looking individuals all <gasps> geared up looks like they're ready to go off on an adventure other adventurers yeah everybody give me a perception check 20 Aaron holy smokes all right well I didn't perceive nothing got a four 16. In your time as a pro wrestler bunny you've learned to be on the lookout for one thing and one thing only. Someone who looks like they can kick your ass. And two of the three of these people look like they might be able to take you out. Uh, but one of them is familiar to you. It's Alphonse, the guy who stabbed you. <gasps> oh, that mu- Hey, I know this guy. I'll never forget him. First time I've been stabbed. It was over the bar fight with Club when Club had got drunk. I hate this guy. And I don't like hating people. It messes with my vibes, man. <laughs> yeah, it was Alphonse. Clubhead, you notice there there are three of them. One of them is as big as Trickles the Rot Grub Wrangler. One of them is a Goliath with pale white skin, uh, covered in black tattoos, but wearing very heavy armor. Uh, Bald-headed and uh, holding a long sword and a shield, and on the shield, the symbol of a crescent moon, standing tall and very proud, this well-armored Goliath is. Wendell, you notice that one of these individuals is a woman uh, with long hair pulled back in a tight braid. She is about six feet tall, very, very tall for, for a human. She doesn't seem to be smiling, she is also wearing plate mail armor and uh, holding a shield and a sword. Silbeth, as you look at these adventurers, you, you get a vibe of like the townsfolk are celebrating these people and they're all geared up, ready to go somewhere. And that's when you see a tabaxi, a cat person that you've not seen before, Silbeth. Bunny and Clubhead, you've you've seen this tabaxi before. That's Scout Schellenberg, the mayor of Merchant Harbor. He walks up onto the gazebo and he says, Residents of Merchant Harbor, I call you all here today to celebrate another adventuring party to deal with what's happening in the mines. And the crowd claps and cheers. I have before me three brave adventurers. Glory on glory seeker. Nikita Blade and Alphonse Derpader. <laughs> oh God. The three adventurers take a bow and the townsfolk applaud. Scout pulls a scroll from his robes and unfurls it, reading it. 
on behalf of the citizens of Merchant Harbor and Crow Island, we enlist the assistance of these three souls to delve into the mine and vanquish the evil within, as it is through their bravery that we shall thrive another day. And now, off to the mines with you brave adventurers. May your gods be with you. They get on their horses and they ride to the east. And the townsfolk cheer. What do you guys do? Since we've talked to the mayor before, I want to walk up to him and say, Hey, long time no see, pal. Ah. Are they strong enough to handle what's going on? Or would you like extra hands on deck, so to speak? Uh, give me an insight check. Ooh, I'm about to incite my life away. Here we go! Yeah. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Huh. If you guys are all right next to Bunny when he says this, I'll let you, everybody should have the same opportunity to incite this. I believe in the team. 21. 22. Oh, let's go, boys. Holy crap. Not to be outshone, Aaron with the natural 20. <laughs> 22. Yes. Yeah, you got Brad with a 21, Emery with a 21, Aaron with a 22, and Bunny with a 7. Story of our um, roles today. Why did I do it? <laughs> so you notice that he looks around just real quickly out of the corners of his eyes to make sure that if he's being heard answering this question, he presents the answer in a very specific light. And the question again from Bunny was, are they going to be able to do this? Are they strong enough and powerful enough to do what needs to be done in the mines? And the scout says, yes, they are, and they will be successful, just as all adventurers who come to Merchant Harbor <laughs> are successful in vanquishing the monsters in the mines. Very good, everyone. Very good. Now <laughs> run along and uh, celebrate with your friends and family as we await good news from the mines. And he walks over to you guys, and he says to uh, to Clubhead, "Thank you again for your help with the fungus in the tower. That that uh, is quite a relief now that I know that you've come to an agreement with them." Uh, Clubhead just smiles and nods. He doesn't want to say something <laughs> that will just be a lie. Oh. <laughs> I'm just uh, Sobeth is standing a few steps behind the rest of the party and just kind of examining uh, this tabaxi person. Uh, I'm getting some weird vibes off of him. Okay. He's a ve he's very floofy. He's a floofy <laughs> tabaxi with the long face floofs and the tail <laughs> floof and long hairs off of the ends of his ears. He looks very soft. Oh, squishy baby. Uh, the, the, this is uh, this is Scout Schellenberg. He's the town um, uh, comptroller. <laughs> uh, I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor of Merchant Harbor. Yes, yes. He looks at Wendell. He looks at Silbeth. I've met your companions, Bunny and Clubhead. Um, they helped me with a problem, and I told them where they could get the bottles. Did you get the bottles you were seeking? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, the post we did end up taking some potions from that guy. Personally, wasn't that bad, but we are undergoing a couple members experiencing potion vibes. Uh, so whatever Clubhead says is uh, think the opposite for about a day. Yes, I can only tell the truth. Oh. Did you take one of these potions? Because when you were talking about those adventurers, it, it sounded like you had maybe had a potion of lies as well. He looks around. Shh. Quiet. It's very important that the townsfolk believe in these excursions into the mines. I feel as though I can trust you with a bit more information now that 
Uh, and he sees somebody approach. Oh, hello, Jim. Yes, I'll see you later for lunch. Yep, run along. <laughs> anyway, so I need you to just keep that under your beautiful hat, mister. Yes, I certainly will. Thank you for the compliment. I love your cape, by the way. Your cape is very dashing. I'm very impressed by it. Thank you. It's luxurious and soft. Just like how you you look. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Didn't that used to belong to the gnome who was in the town square? Yes, yes. Giving his things away? Yeah, he gave it to me after I told him a riddle that he um, sort of got right, but not really. Yeah. He just uh, seemed like a very self-destructive gnome. Oh, fascinating. I thought your reply to the crowd sounded a little bit calculating. Are you saying that adventurers have not come back from the mines? I didn't say that, but it would be an astute observation. So, is there, they signed a contract, is that like a soul binding contract, or is that just if they come back they get paid kind of contract? He looks at you with a puzzled look. Soul binding? What sort of fiend do you think I am? I'm so sorry for even insinuating Man, after the potions, it's just hard to trust people at face value. You get that, man. I understand. I understand. No, uh, it's a contract which basically states uh, if they succeed in their mission, then they will be afforded certain rewards. The rewards vary based on whatever the adventurer wants. Is it gold? Is it property? Is it uh, ownership of a brewery or uh, building a a casino and hotel in Merchant Harbor, such as it is? Or building a wrestling arena, maybe? Yes, you get the idea. Yeah. Does it involve uh, rescuing a city from hell? No. No, why would... Oh, okay. It sounds exciting. Also sounds very dangerous. And ultimately involves a lot of riding motorcycles around, but um, that's neither here nor there. Just urine-filled adventures, I'd imagine, just from the sound of it. So what would happen if all the monsters in the mines were to be destroyed? That's a very good question. Um, Have any adventurers ever claimed the, uh, the, the reward? Oh, yes. Yes, it happens all the time. But then the monsters just come back? Yes. Yes. Hmm. What draws them, I wonder? Huh. Guys, I am now 100% positive that there's definitely monsters in that mine. You know what? When he says stuff, he says it correctly. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Just then, you, you hear a scream from the southern end of town. What was that? Somebody just got hurt in the northern end of town. The mayor grabs Bunny by his shoulders and stands behind him as, as a human shield. <laughs> Oh, dear God, something (laughs) happening down at the south end of town. You all look very strong, and you were able to uh, go find bottles in the swamp and survive that. You should go check it out. Is that where the mines are? No, no, the mines are way off to the east. I'd never send you to the mines, not yet, certainly, but (laughs) go quick, run. All right. Well, hey, so this is worth a reward when we get back, right? (laughs) I mean, we're going, but reward? Uh, A little strapped at the moment. um, We can... Yeah, we'll talk about it. I take off running. I do too. (laughs) We'll figure it out later. Onward! You dash to the southern gates of Merchant Harbor, where the sheriff usually sits on a tall post to keep an eye on things, but he's nowhere to be seen. Instead, just beyond the gates, you see a small farmhouse, and standing in the yard are three terrified commoners, three farmers who are yelling for help. Please, somebody help us! As five armed figures descend upon them, and as you get closer, you realize these five figures 
figures are in fact skeletons. Skeletons? What? Roll initiative. Whoa! And that is episode 18 of the Valley of Green Gold. Please share the Rated RPG podcast wherever you can with whomever you can. While we enjoy playing D&D together and we love making this podcast so that you can enjoy it with us, it does take a substantial amount of work. And the more people that we can get to come to the party and, and get into it, the more likely it is we'll continue to produce it well into the future. We couldn't create the Valley of Green Gold without support from lovely folks like Sean Henry, Mick and Addy, and Nick from Five Entertainment. Long live the Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade, one of our tiers in Patreon. The members of the Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade include John W. Mangrum, Random.Guy, and H.D. Burke. We have a Merchant Harbor Gazette tier, and there is a rated RPG t-shirt designed by the incomparable Tony Mayer, and you can get your hands on one as a member of that tier. Dukes, Turtle, and Crow have hidden some lovely stuff, potentially decent, random stuff within the game, and Lord Deputy Chris Vale will soon have another Merchant Harbor issue to adjudicate. Thank you all for your support. There's always room in the bucket of friends, another Patreon tier. You can just ask Igor Vakic, who's already in the bucket. Say, Igor, you got some room in the bucket of friends? Yeah, plenty of room in here. That's great. See all of our Patreon tiers and help make this podcast at RatedRPGPodcast.com. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.